Hello, we're back. We are back. Episode number 15. Sorry for some of the hiatus and some of the episodes coming out recently. I'm going to blame Paul for that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm honestly mostly to blame. And just finishing up the semester, there's a lot going on. And uh, it's almost done. And then I won't have any more classes. And I should be hopefully more consistent, fingers crossed. So thanks for being patient. This episode is about social media, the good, the bad, the ugly. It's all ugly. Spoiler. (laughs) I've been excited to talk to you about this because I know you have strong opinions on everything, but (laughs) especially social (laughs) media. I don't know if I have strong opinions. I have opinions. Facebook. Twitter. TikTok. Snapchat. Instagram. Uh, Clubhouse. I didn't even think of that. I'm on that one. Yeah, and I'm not. LinkedIn. <laughs> oh, I guess LinkedIn is social media, yeah. Um, uh, YouTube. Oh, yeah. Venmo. Twitch? Pinterest. My God. Uh, uh, can you consider Reddit social media? Oh, totally, yeah. Okay, Reddit, yeah. Yeah reddit for sure that's like the social media i feel like it's like the internet yeah what else there's so many we could do some throwback ones myspace <laughs> tumblr um zanga oh my god do you remember zanga yeah i don't know if i can think of any more so these are just a few examples of social media that we all use or at least a lot of us use a lot of the time even things that we don't always consider to be social media, like Venmo, and kind of like Reddit. All right, listen to this statistic. Oh, boy. Each day, <laughs> I can't, I was like screaming at my roommates like, this is so crazy, but they didn't really care. Uh, each day, people send 1 billion posts to Facebook. Okay. Tweet 400 million messages through Twitter. I'm surprised it's not more, to be honest. 300,000 edits to wikipedia every day and there are 12 years worth of video uploaded to youtube every day day yeah i've heard that one before what? it's insane 12 years that is so much data every day yeah there are hundreds and hundreds and thousands of years worth of video yeah on youtube's server that's so crazy and all that data you know all social media it's like how do you even parse that out to learn anything about it there's just so much i thought that was a really crazy fact no it is wild i think i i heard today that facebook has like 3.8 billion act active users damn that's like approaching half the world's population that's so wild so what we're going to talk about is kind of what the field of neuroscience is doing to study social media, because there's not a lot out there on social media and neuroscience right now. And we'll also talk about the obviously negative aspects of social media, but also some of the good aspects of social media and how they can affect our mental health in both positive and negative ways. Let's kind of go backwards. We can do the ugly, the bad, and then the good. All right. Because I think we all kind of are familiar with the ugly 
about social media. Oh, yeah. It's just all toxic. Everyone's just shouting into the void at each other. When I think toxic social media, my mind goes to Instagram. Mine goes to Twitter. Twitter. Twitter is one of the worst. Facebook's pretty bad. But I feel like on Facebook, people like gather into their little clusters. Whereas on Twitter, everyone's just yelling at each other all the time. And like, I guess this gets into like all of cancel culture, which is a hot topic. (laughs) Yeah. Also call out culture. Mm -hmm. That's like, I was reading a paper and it mentioned call out culture, which I think is basically cancel culture. I don't. I honestly don't know what call out culture is. I mean, I can assume, but it's probably the beginning of cancel culture. You probably get called out and then canceled. <laughs> I guess it's so. <laughs> a two-step process. Out. Yeah, and then you see how people react to you being called out, and then if it's negative, then you're officially canceled. Mm-hmm. I, I get if you give a, a cheap, awful apology, a nothing apology. That's a pretty new term, right? In the past couple of years, being canceled. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, it at least has become more mainstream in the past couple of years. Yeah, so I go to Instagram, you go to Twitter. I can definitely agree with the fact that Twitter is basically people yelling at each other. What's good about Twitter is that you're only limited to, like, what is it, 150 characters or something? It's like 280 now. It used to be 140, now it's 280. (laughs) They're slowly, slowly making it bigger. Well, then people just make long-ass threads on anything and everything. I think of Instagram because I immediately think of people displaying their lives like in picture form picture and video form just for everybody else to see Mm -hmm. and i remember when instagram first came out i do too right like years ago my four hipster friends were just posting (laughs) overly filtered images (laughs) right of like coffee beans or like a book a front porch their their front porch at 7 a.m oh here's a good one clouds (laughs) <laughs> oh yes <Clouds. laughs> um, Can't go wrong with them. so i remember when that came out and that takes me right to my point is it was supposed to be a platform to disperse art mm-hmm. that that was the point of instagram was go on this new social media put up your photography your drawings your art and then follow people you don't know and discover art around the world and i thought that was really cool and i remember downloading it and doing that posting my art of my my dorm key sitting on my textbook. <laughs> I remember that picture so perfect. I had a, just a picture of my legs. I had a picture of, oh, here's a good one. A plate, a paper plate. You can tell this is in college, freshman year. A paper plate of goldfish. Oh, that's, that's beautiful. That's a <laughs> statement. That's, that's a very strong statement. Uh, Dunkin' Donuts cup of coffee. These are all real things that I put <laughs> on my Instagram <laughs> when it first came out. And uh, I remember when people started posting selfies and group photos, and I remember being very bitter about that because I was like, that's not what this is for. That's not Mm. what this is for. I got off Instagram for a couple years, popped back on, and now it's just for friends' pictures and group pictures and showing off off everything. That's what it's become. That's what it's turned into. And I, I hate that, but there are, you know, other positive aspects to that that we can talk about. But it's just interesting that humans kind of tend to fall into behaviors that group us together socially yeah you know and instead of just being like hi your art is cool i think people kind of started to make maybe more personal connections and then building a community yeah building a community and all that's that. what social media is all about that's one of the good things about social media is building a community for sure which we can talk a little bit more at the end about but yeah i mean 
people, I mean, cyberbullying is like, you know, off the charts. I can't even believe that's a real thing, but it yeah, is. Yeah, I feel like you and I, our age, we, we kind of like just like escaped that. Yeah. <laughs> that period. Yeah. We're like, ah, and I'm sure it still happened around us, but like, as, like as we were finishing high school is really when like yeah. Facebook was like starting to pop off in MySpace. Yeah, I think that's a little that's bit true. Before, but. And there have been people, I don't have anything in particular at the moment, but I know that there have been people who have committed suicide because of cyberbullying. And yeah, it's just so wild because it's like we go back to the social media being a basis for building community. And then it does just the opposite mm-hmm. for some people. And they so it's like in group, out group stuff. You you form tight packs and then the rest of it's toxic because you just one group yelling at another group. Yeah, no, that's true. It's like a group of monkeys versus another group of monkeys, right? Or a group of wolves with a runt. Wolves with a runt. Obviously, social media is ugly for a lot of reasons. I particularly don't like Facebook around election times. <laughs> I don't like Facebook ever. I... It's all garbage content. Yeah, <laughs> it's just. I mean, I like. I get like the all as everyone I think would say the only practical use of Facebook is keeping in contact with like family and friends, and then everybody complains about what their family is talking about <laughs> on Facebook. <laughs> it's like, are wrong. you really keeping in contact with them? Where you just you just keeping an eye on them? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but so it's interesting because Facebook gives us kind of that illusion that we are with our in group mm-hmm. even though we're not physically yeah that's that's the wild part of it. yeah no physical limitations on social media so that's that's a good point also i learned that the coin or the term social media was coined in 1997 oh yeah which is recent you know what i mean yeah 20 well, years ago it seems late to me well Wait, that's what i'm saying it was like late so it was recently. Sorry, no. <laughs> I I mixed that up man. It seems like that was it was coined very early. Early, yeah. To me. I was kind of surprised too at first. I don't know what kind of social media was really out and about nineteen ninety seven. I could look back into that, but it's yeah. just like RSS feeds. Listservs. Yeah. <laughs> Forums. Craigslist blogs. So like I said before, we uh Paul and I both did a cursory search of social actually i kind of dived in a little bit to learn more about the social media of neuroscience i could only find one paper that was kind of informative it's called the emerging neuroscience of social media first author is dar meshi and it was published in 2015 it's a review article it's a review article yeah that i think spends most of its time sort of like hypothesizing um like networks i'm hesitant to use the word network different areas of the brain which uh might might uh be coordinated with one another in regard to social situations uh, but that also seem to have implications in uh social media contexts and so i think the the point of the whole thing is just like looking at these different modes and predicting how like bad influences of social media like addiction that we've heard come up um in in terms of using social media use um just figuring out what parts of the brain are sort of influenced by that 
which seems sort of wishy-washy to me. But It is wishy-washy, but I do think it's wishy-washy for a good reason, because I think this is kind of hard to study in a virtual environment that's actually relevant and applicable to the participant who's being studied. But yeah, so that paper, or this review, and a review is just a paper about a bunch of other papers. Mm-hmm. trying to like put ideas together yeah the way i like to think of it is like a, a snapshot and a future view of the state of a, a subfield yeah, good way yeah. to describe it but even this paper or this review says in one of the very first paragraphs uh a sentence it says the field of neuroscience seems to be particularly behind the times accounting for only seven of the articles published on this topic and they list seven of the articles that have to do with possible indications of brain regions being involved with social media use or brain regions being involved with social group size in real life and comparing it to virtual network sizes like social media network sizes and that kind of stuff i think we should maybe stay a little away from the neuroscience with this stuff i can i can list a couple uh regions that they consider to be possibly involved but i think because it's such a ambiguous is that the word I'm looking for? Kind of a nebulous yeah, yeah. topic. We can kind of just talk about some of the other stuff, like maybe be more mental health heavy today. Some of the parts of the brain that they think are involved in social rewards that might be activated during social media use uh, are, you know, these are just going to be like a bunch of words to you guys. But if you listen to our Brainy Bits episode last time, you might understand a little bit better where these are. So there's the ventromedial prefrontal cortex they call it the vmpfc the ventral striatum and the ventral tegmental area so the only reason i'm not going too much into these is because this is all very speculative but those are the if you want to google how these brain regions might be involved in social cognition or social rewards those those are the ones you would want to check out first yeah uh, a lot of those regions are very implicated in like reward based learning paradigms um yeah, that's and, all I have that. <laughs> yeah, and something to remember if you do go forward and look some of this stuff up is you have to remember humans are such social creatures. We are such social creatures. So we actually do have networks in our brain for sure that have to do with being sociable and understanding others, like being empathetic and being able to communicate with a group or an individual. So we know that there are areas that are involved with social media use. We just don't know exactly if they reflect offline behavior offline social behavior versus online social behavior if there's something kind of unique there for social media that's kind of the question right now in neuroscience this review talks about neural systems that support social media use such as you know just generally social cognition like networks that have to do with social cognition and how we uh, mentalize which is kind of like what our mental states are knowing what they are and how and like understanding the motivations of other users and that kind of stuff. Um, and then also social reward processing. Yeah, yeah. And we all know that we, you know, get a little bit of a good feeling when we get a like on a picture or 50 likes on a picture or a friend request or, you know, if say a post of ours goes viral or something like that, like that's exciting to people and that's yeah. the reward that we get. It's so weird. Like what is like the, f- it's not even like a feeling of joy or a feeling of elation. It's like, it's like, uh, 
almost like a sigh of relief. Yeah. Every time something happens, it's like, oh, okay. Like, like, that was okay. People want to be in my circle. Yeah. Is what it feels like. A sigh yeah. of relief. That's an interesting point. Every time I get likes, like, for specifically, for example, for Brainy Days, because I don't really use social media personally that much. A lot of people have a hard time believing that <laughs> because I'm <laughs> the way I am. But I really don't use it that much. But I do, I have started to use it for Brainy Days. And... Uh, Every time we get likes or comments or new followers, I'm just like, yes, that's awesome. I guess that's a little different because we're branding. We're trying to like get our names yeah, out there. Yeah, that I still... have no idea about because I'm not in that part, yeah. in that arena. <laughs> <laughs> no, no worries. Oh, so let me tell you, I have this funny little random story. I was about to tell Paul right before we recorded, and I was like, nah, I'm going to save that for the mic. Oh, okay. So I posted, did you see the Stay Weird post I put on the Brainy Days? No, I haven't seen it. Okay, so this is it. <laughs> it just says stay weird it's me being weird and it just says stay weird <laughs> all, right, all right okay so <laughs> i'm trying to get more stuff up there right okay yeah, yeah. and uh, someone commented on it this guy who has like 14 followers only a couple posts the posts are really really weird like gen z style posts like big letters big colorful texts what's it called they call it like deep frying of photos like making oh, it super yeah. bright and luminous he commented you know, the thing says stay weird and he commented let's not jeff with a weird emoji like a flat face emoji and wait wait did you post this on your own i had it on, i have it on both of them okay he commented on on mine okay and then he went and commented on the brainy days one because i blocked him then i looked at this person's story and he had a poll and it just, I forget what it was. It was like a picture of something. He said yes or no. I was annoyed at him. So I spitefully just said no, which this is the toxicity of social media that yeah, I'm talking yeah. about. It's so easy. There's yeah. no repercussion. I guess one of my friends saw he commented or something, clicked his story. So that my friend screenshotted this guy's story and sent it to me. And this guy put me on his story. He tagged my personal account. And then he was like, who the f said no to the survey? And then the next one said at my personal account. And then it said, fuck you, Jeff. Now answer my DMs or something. And so since I don't do social media, I was like, what? He's what? DMing me? I'm on, I'm getting I, that's tagged. So con- I'm so confused. <laughs> yeah, it was so weird. What was the survey? I don't remember. It was like a picture. It was like this or that picture. Or it was like, does this picture look good to post or something? And I said, no. <laughs> but he's posting it. I don't get <laughs> on. It was good Why to post on his Instagram account. But not his story. Stories are like brief. Oh, okay. They happen and then they go away. Posts yeah. <laughs> stay on your profile. Gotcha. Yeah, I have no idea how Instagram works. <laughs> I've only just really gotten into I don't even know stories existed until brainy days, basically, because gotcha. I put them up all the time now. But we have some pretty good stuff on there, by the way, now, guys. In the beginning, we, had, we were slowing down, but a lot of cool brain art, a lot of cool mental yeah, you've health been sharing some stuff. stuff over there. Anyway, so I get the screenshot from my friend. He texts me and he's like, who is this guy? And I was like, I have no clue. And then I messaged him and I said, hi, who are you? And he just responded with Jeff's future boyfriend. What? And I just go, gotcha. And I just block him because he's just, I can just tell he's annoying. He's just trolling me. I don't even know if he's real. Kids. Uh, yeah, you can tell so he's so weird. Gen Z. Yeah, <laughs> they're so, so weird. Ah, They are so weird. Like they, they just have so much time on their hands that they just do weird how do it's like it's like social experimenting yeah it's like like probing something to see how it reacts they just do random stuff i don't i don't get it then he went to the brainy days account 
and then commented again and then uh, I deleted it and then I blocked him on that account but I was just like what is this interaction and we already had planned yeah. to do the social media episode uh-huh. so it was just funny to me that this is happening so odd like one how did he find you right like, is he I just even... like randomly clicking on people's profiles that's my own problem for having a public profile but speaking of kids and gen z and being weird do we all know about <laughs> and i think social media has something to do with this too when new gestures and new trends like spread <laughs> and permeate society so do you know this whole ice in my veins thing okay i saw one i saw it referenced somewhere one time and I didn't get it at all. Yeah. What is this? This one's so far-fetched. So, ice... (laughs) Apparently, when you pretend to inject your arm with, like, your index finger and your thumb, making it look like kind of a gun, (laughs) up until, like, your elbow, and you put your arm down, like, you know, in front of your... Whatever. If you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. If not, Google it. (laughs) Or don't, because this sounds (laughs) dumb on it. And you, you, you do it. It's a gesture you do for when you're cool under pressure you got ice in your veins you're cool under pressure first of all that already doesn't make sense (laughs) (laughs) the way it came was like some basketball player i don't know made a good shot or something and he did that gesture and he said ice i got ice in my veins or something and it went totally viral now gen z is all over it i see interesting all right so it was funny because I, <laughs> I got vaccinated. I got my first dose of the vaccination last week and I put on my Snapchat. That's where I saw it. <laughs> That's where I saw it. So I got to remember where I saw it from. It yes, you. it was my Snapchat. And <laughs> I did the gesture and I, I subtitled or I captioned it, Vax in my veins. Because <laughs> I thought it was funny and whatever. And my 13-year-old niece just <laughs> turned 13. <laughs> She just turned 13 literally last week. She responds to that picture and goes, don't ever, this is verbatim, don't ever do that again. That's only for young people. Yep. (laughs) So funny. (laughs) And I responded with, whoa, in all caps. (laughs) Anyway, I thought that was an interesting, a funny thing to bring up regarding the spreading of ideas through social media. Because all that guy had to do was one gesture, one time at a game. And maybe he does it all the time. I think I saw multiple pictures of him doing it, but he only had to do that a couple times for it to spread all over the country, all over the world, and for this new gesture to be a thing. And that was definitely a product of social media. Yeah, I I, I don't get how that stuff works. But it's also interesting because my 13-year-old niece, right, she's on, like, TikTok a lot. Mm -hmm. And she sees a lot of younger people doing these gestures. I don't even know. I don't even know if she knows it's an injection. I mean, she must, but I don't know. I think it's very interesting that different generations use different social media in different ways and also, you know, make fun of their uncles when they're not, when they're trying to be hip. I guess different kinds of social media too. Maybe they provide different satisfactions for us. Yeah, I mean, I mean, for sure, like Twitter and Facebook seem like places where the satisfaction comes more from like like validation maybe or i guess they're all kind validation, of validation yeah i mean validation of opinions um and general like one-to-one interactions not necessarily one-to-one but like it's more like back and forth conversation in a sense or 
maybe not a conversation, whatever you call two people yelling at each other, <laughs> tweeting at each other, um, bird fight. Whereas like other platforms like YouTube or TikTok or even Instagram is more like content based. Like there's content creators yeah. they garner mass followings uh, based on how they're interacting with their audiences and. Yeah, I feel like that's two completely different dynamics, but I feel like they both they both reflect two different like social paradigms where there's different sort of like expectancy in either. Where like for the content creator, like there's an expectancy that they are continuously engaging with mm-hmm. their their social circle, their their audience, uh, whereas on Facebook, like I don't have to you can be more continuously passive. check up on my family mm-hmm. or provide updates for them. <laughs> Interesting. I mean, I mean, I'm sure there's some families that would like that, but it's like the fact that I have them added on Facebook is like enough to know right. that we're in the end circle. You don't have to be like, Hey guys, it's me, Paul. Yeah. Remember to hit subscribe. <laughs> like my post. Yeah. That's a good point. I'm trying to think it's hard for me to really talk accurately about how, people you know interact with social media generally because i don't really engage i've just started to engage in social media recently i do use snapchat a lot that to me is a form of communication not really social media it's most i don't know strict definition that's social media though i guess that's true it's still media and it's social yeah that's a good point i guess when i think social media which is not a good way to think about it is thinking of posts that stay up forever but i mean snapchat i mean they're up for 24 hours that's still a post yeah yeah plug your (laughs) i'm not gonna tell you guys the name of it but i do have a separate instagram account that i started specifically to post like music festival videos and like lineups and stuff like that and just like so i can meet people who have similar interests or i can you know when I meet people at a festival, I don't have to be like, here's my personal, here's pictures of my me with my family. Like, I can be like, here are things <laughs> that I know you like. You know, like, here's some music and here's some cool videos I've made and that kind of stuff. Um, that was really the first time I engaged with social media in a way that, you know, it was with strangers, which that was fun to me. So I didn't really follow anybody and I didn't have anybody follow me that I knew. Uh, I would just like comment on random people's posts and like follow random people and Eventually, I made some really cool friends. I made some pe- met some people at festivals that I had met on Instagram. Somebody made me something. So that was awesome. And that definitely contributed to like my happiness for a while and my mental health. Not because I was on social media and getting attention, but because I was actually making these real-life connections. It was cool to see something culminate from a digital interaction and then to meet this person in real life, give them a hug back when hugs were allowed. <laughs> and... <laughs> you know, start that relationship and keep it. I'd look at a lot of brain art on the Brainy Days podcast Instagram, which is at brainydays.podcast in case you guys want to follow. Uh, you can go look at the stay weird picture that I got a weird comment on. It's supposed to be weird, guys. It's a stay weird picture. And just recently, I found this one awesome artist who I think you're going to oh, yeah. love. Oh, yeah, you, you sent him to me. Did I? Did you look at their profile? Uh, I looked at some of it. It's very interesting. How cool. I do like it. Right? So it's like this artist who, I guess just, she has her own very intricate different style. It's kind of like aliens. It's kind of like depressed and anxious aliens, kind of. <laughs> yeah. And there's these really funky depictions of 
you know, experiencing negative emotion. And it's just such a hard kind of style to describe, but it's so, so stellar and unique. And I started posting some of these on my story. And then I actually reached out to the artist and I was like, hey, do you mind if we post some of these for Brainy Days? And, you know, just to promote our podcast, but we would be happy to promote your art, give you credit for it. And she was like, wow, I'm flattered. Thank you so much. And I was like, yeah, of course you do great work. So it was cool to just like connect with a random person and her, I mean, her art is wild. It's so, so cool. That actually, that interaction happened like a day or two ago. So that was, that was a recent one. But so these are some of the good things, right? About social media and like we can make other people feel happy. Social media, part of it is empathy seeing what somebody puts out there and then us reacting to it, us thinking, kind of making the decision whether or not something's worth us reacting to is one interesting layer. Mm -hmm. And then it's even more interesting if people think it's worth reacting positively or negatively. You know, like what's the, what's the goal of either one just to make someone feel good or just to make someone feel bad. And then also thinking about how different people will interpret your reaction like if you like or retweet something on twitter for example like do you have like a blending of circles between like professional life and personal life and who's gonna see that you retweeted something like if i retweet a meme but like (laughs) my boss is like following me on twitter (laughs) yeah like he's obviously gonna see that and so that's true and something you just said paul reminded me this review i brought up before actually mentions five key social media behaviors and it's kind of like what you just mentioned and what they are are one broadcasting information two receiving feedback on this information three observing the broadcasts of others four providing feedback on the broadcasts of others and five comparing themselves with others so these are the five types of social media behaviors that are also just just social behaviors in general hmm. And I actually, not to bring us off topic, but I found another cool paper. I I don't remember too many details, but I found this one paper and it's called Predicting Depression Via Social Media. And what they did here was specifically on a Twitter feed, they took all these participants who were clinically diagnosed with depression. The date that they were clinically diagnosed with depression, they took that date and all their tweets from a year before. So they were basically creating this pool of all the different words that they used in their tweets to see if they could predict reliably whether or not they would be clinically diagnosed with depression later. And they found that there was a significant relationship between what they tweeted about, how often they tweeted, and whether or not they would be clinically diagnosed with depression later. So I thought that was pretty pretty interesting. Do they speculate on like why that relationship potentially exists um they might because i feel i feel like there's two different directions you can go there one is that like people who are depressive will like exhibit specific behaviors or have specific mm. thoughts and that would be reflected in their their social media posts for example yeah whereas the other is i'm depressive i think i th- i think Obviously, people know that there are circles of people in social media um, that, like, maybe do focus more on mental health um, and conversations around that. Uh, I like, 
I don't want to like stereotype, but I feel like there's like a a type of like social circle that you can find where like <laughs> there's more people that are more like 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 socially expressive Verbal. of their mental health. Yeah. In a way, and I feel like if we think about social media as like again like as an in-group experience, like I feel like all those people might conform to a certain way of expressing that online. Yeah, like so they sort of con- converge naturally. I think what you're describing, at least in the one of the in the very first thing that you mentioned, is a depression lexicon. So have a lexicon is like a group of words that people use. So yeah, they had like you know defined words like depression, mental health, antidepressants, like tagged, and those people who became depressed later use those words more often in their tweets. Mm-hmm. But I do see what you mean. I guess I don't know how they controlled for how how they picked these people if they're all from one chunk of Twitter or if it's like random. Yeah, yeah. Random people but I mean, like even still, like I feel like people see other people who have posted about like being depressed, and then they sort of follow mm-hmm. in those footsteps in the same way. I mean, it's like sticking a bunch of frat bros in a in a frat house, and then they all start talking and acting the same way because that's sort of the culture i guess that's true but you probably wouldn't jump on ship to say you're depressed if you weren't you know what i mean true but like i mean unless you didn't understand what depression really was as me and somebody in high school who was very depressive like what would i post on facebook back when i actually posted things i would post really sad song lyrics i feel like that's fits right in and like the lexicon or whatever Mm. that you might define like And, like, why did I post song, sad song lyrics? Well, that's what I saw in, like, Tumblr, Tumblr and MySpace <laughs> of other people yeah. who, like, expressed that they were, like, sad. And it just it felt like that was the thing to do and not I was, like, following other people's footsteps. Like, it seemed like an emotional outlet for me. Yeah, it's just that's part of the community thing. You saw something and it was relevant and you engaged. I think that's one of the things that makes this kind of research so difficult because as a scientist taking a specific amount of people's tweets, comparing them before they were diagnosed and after they diagnosed sounds really perfect and controlled. But then when you kind of go into what you're just saying, kind of like stripping it, yeah, mechanisms or actual, you know, maybe they didn't tweet words in this study. They only looked at words, but maybe they put pictures up or maybe they put memes up that were also relevant. Yeah. I feel like memes are a big part of it these days. Yeah. Oh yeah. (sighs) The new ones, the Gen Z memes, dude, they go hard. They're, just they don't even make sense they're not even memes anymore (laughs) they're like so abstract it's just like a picture of a shiba inu in like a tub of mashed potatoes and it's just captioned like crab legs it's just the weirdest (laughs) (laughs) there's there's so much stuff i can probably find one right now let's see gen z memes okay i mean i i feel like okay what I was just gonna say, I feel like memes are like on a cycle now, where like back in our day and age, you had things like Rage Face, like it was like the terribly drawn thing, but it was like a face and it sort of evoked mm. an emotion and that went with like a capture or a picture. Yeah, and Love that those. that was like prime meme content yeah. for millennials. Yeah, and like then it went really like weird and out there with gen z but i feel like memes are starting to like cycle back to just like 
poorly drawn snippets with captions again. Yeah, this is true. This is true. And I guess that is memes in a nutshell, right? Memes are like, me- I, I, I never know how to define memes, but that's what a meme is, right? When culture kind of like permeates society. <laughs> I forget the definition of it. Do you have you ever looked up the definition of a meme? It's an element of a, okay, this is from Google. An element of a culture system of behavior that may be considered to be passed from one individual to another by non-genetic means, especially imitation. So sending people pictures. So I looked up Gen Z memes. Ready? <laughs> the first one that pops up is a picture of a border collie with it's it's green and its head is a piece of broccoli. And it's just <laughs> it's just captioned Pro collie. Pro collie. <laughs> Bro, Kali. So that's an example. And then another one. See, the, just so we're clear right now, we're talking about the good part of social media. <laughs> oh, are we? I forgot. Yeah, it's funny. And another one, it says, Boomers, colon, I hate my wife. Millennials, colon, I hate my life. Gen Z, bees churger. It makes no sense. They just don't make any sense. It's it, it's wild. It's truly wild. I mean, it's like <laughs> it's humor distilled down to its core element, which is yeah, like an unexpected thing. That's a good point. <laughs> I hate that that makes sense, but that's a good point because we're here laughing at these pictures. Yeah, right? because it's so absurd. <laughs> it's because so it's, absurd. it's not what you would expect. Like they, like I feel like Gen Z has like purified humor <laughs> yeah i guess we could give it to them a little bit so memes are weird that's a fun part of social media i guess <laughs> um there are actually a lot of really good mental health memes out there that humor that kind of uh make talking about mental health more what's the word i'm looking for humorable laughable kind of <laughs> humorous. Like, humorous is the word <laughs> Thank Humor- you. Humorable. um and i think that is one really good thing about meme specifically in social media is a lot of the times that you can come across one that just nails exactly the way you feel and you know you could either keep it as a background on your phone or post it to your you know profile or just just read it and just really vibe with that comment for that moment to understand that you're not alone like when i see a picture of an explosion caption just breathe (laughs) (laughs) right we actually (laughs) I started my own line of, <laughs> I guess, a, mental health memes. As a joke, yeah. <laughs> as a joke for men. Because we want men to be so to feel dumb. better about being open about mental health. Mental health. So, yeah. yeah, so I started making ones with, like, explosions, mm-hmm. and it says, like, breathe. They're, like, a lion eating a deer, and it just says, like, relax. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we were just commenting on, like, how a lot of these, like, um, mental health, like self-awareness sort of like captioned images that you see on instagram or twitter or wherever are like very like serene or like kind of like cutesy with cute little art colorful rainbows yeah yeah and stars and and sort of just to juxtapose that with like sort of like the macho man targeted advertisement style yeah (laughs) like how absurd can we get with like using these quotes and just the most ridiculous pictures Kind of speaking of um, sex and gender, that's a whole other conversation. Because, like, social media is definitely different for both guys and girls, men and women. I think it affects 
both those groups very differently. I think it's toxic on either side in a lot of ways. It can be. I mean, there's, I mean, I guess I, I haven't, didn't really talk about it too much, but like, I, I like very briefly said there's no repercussions. And because of that, you often get like, I, I've seen a lot of uh, women on Twitter who have been like, just like men with like no, no chill whatsoever. Just like creepily like DMing or messaging or like, messaging on multiple posts and, and they just like don't back up and it's like they don't get it yeah but it's just weird and creepy and like as a as a man like frankly that's something that i don't have to deal with on twitter i also just never post point. anything so I, would, yeah. I have no engagement or following but like like there, there's clearly a difference yeah and like that that's like the gross disgusting side where like they're like the only thing you can do is block but then they can yeah. just make a new account it's crazy. I uh, just briefly dated this girl about a month ago. She's really cool. And I didn't understand the level at which some of these guys go, like sliding into DMs, quote unquote, right? She would tell me just brief stories about it happening all the time. But it was very normal. When we started dating, she was like, oh, yeah, I just, some guy just asked me out to coffee on Instagram. And I told him, like, no, I'm dating somebody. I was like, how do you know him? And she was like, I don't know. He's just some random guy. Yeah. I don't know. I think that's so weird. And I've talked to a lot of other female friends about that. And it's just, it, it has taken me a long time to really comprehend. It's a never ending it barrage. Yeah. I don't get any messages. Yeah. You know what I, mean? <laughs> I don't, I don't like, remember months. the last time anybody's messaged me on any <laughs> social media. <laughs> Actually, I take that back. Uh, you posted that Wendy's post on Twitter. One of my friends messaged me on Twitter and was like, was this you, Paul? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I put, I, what, did, what was it? It was like, sometimes all you need is Wendy's or something like yeah, that. Yeah, they had the like, little 100 emoji. Yeah, sometimes you just need a little Wendy's or something on our Twitter, which, you know, mm-hmm. at Brainy underscore days if you want to follow that one. <laughs> so this episode wasn't too much about the neuroscience because it's just so nebulous. But yeah, it's more of like a social phenomenon. Yeah. There's obviously neuroscience behind all these social phenomena. It's just so hard to study in an accurate way in the lab. It's it's impossible to control because social media, like it's like in our daily lives. We're just kind of doing it at our own free will whenever. A couple other generally good things about social media to remember are we can still support each other on there. It is about the community. We can raise awareness about things such as hashtag mental health month is coming up in May, right? Mm-hmm. We can make fundraisers and we can... Yeah, crowdsource. Crowdsource things. So there are all these really amazing things that come from social media. But then when people hear the word social media, I think it's negatively associated. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah. And, and I've said it a hundred times already, but like it's because a lot of it can be extremely toxic. Right. Um, because people like to like rightly talk about politics um and then other people just aren't willing to engage because you could just call somebody an idiot and then leave it at that and not actually engage and then that's like half of the feed or whatever um but the other side of it is like i guess we didn't really get into this too much but like um like the addiction side of it like some people Mm -hmm. crave the aspect of like getting likes or following uh or messages or whatever right um, and that, that can obviously, <laughs> I, I think it, it's obvious how that could be, um, 
a very negative aspect of it. Like one one thing that I often think about is like, um, I like I I frequent YouTube, and like I I frequented YouTube for like the the last ten years, and so I've seen so many creators just like reach that that burnout stage where they're like, this has gotten to like an unhealthy point where like I'm constantly like trying to put out content to like engage my audience, my that social circle. Um, but then they're just like, I like, I have to step away or I have to quit, whatever. And then there's the other whole side of it of like, there's been a creepily, creepily high number of like creators who have had like allegations about like, uh, sexual misconduct with like younger audience members. And it's like, it like, you just keep hearing about it in a weird way. And it's like, what the heck's going on? It's like, it, it gets to you and like that that becomes your like circle in your life and it, like pulls you out of real life um and like so there there's clear unhealthy consequences of like relying on social media as like your your just your whole social identity yeah identity there, there's i agree and uh, social media addiction is absolutely a real thing i wanted to talk more about that but yeah basically basically that's that's that it's a thing People can be addicted to social media. I mean, these apps are designed to have these sounds that are really satisfying and you get these notifications and these hearts and these likes and it's colorful and even some of the visual aspects that go into these apps are created to give us that kind of like satisfying feeling, that like social reward. How do we want to end this? Um... By telling people their worth, I'm stealing this joke from somebody else that I heard today. Uh, <laughs> that, uh, given, given the the number of active users on Facebook and how much ad revenue they generate, um, it seems that the average Facebook user is worth $8 of Facebook. Oh, <laughs> hey, um, I'll take uh, it. But apparently in America, it's a little higher. Oh. Um, we're worth, on average, $48. Whoa, <laughs> can I sell myself? Can I get <laughs> Their that? yearly income. Can I cash out? <laughs> 48 dollars a year <laughs> yeah that would be pretty cool that's what you're worth to facebook i thought you were gonna say let's end it by telling people that they're worth something <laughs> like, they hey. are they're worth 48 dollars hey. a year <laughs> <laughs> hey so when you're feeling down you're at least worth 48 dollars. if you have a facebook if you don't have a facebook then i don't know social media man the good the bad the ugly all three of them exist very prominently mm-hmm. but obviously social media is not going away no never i mean every day there's a new one you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. we just named like probably 10 in the beginning yeah that was just off the top of our head those are just all the big big players yeah there's so many little smaller ones there were some ones that failed like google plus that one failed vine vine failed but it was so good you know i don't understand why it failed i don't either but then tiktok is kind of like well not really but it's very similar the good the bad the ugly don't let social media make you feel any negative way. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, it was so interesting when that when that story happened with the kid that I told you about on Instagram. Nothing even bad happened. He just said, "Let's not, Jeff. Like, let's not be weird." And I had this weird feeling. I was just like, "Ugh, I don't like. Why do I feel like like not okay?" This person wasn't laughing. They weren't like, "Yeah, stay weird." They were like, "Let's not." So. I had to actively in that moment be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm literally having a, a conversation about social media like this week with Paul. I can't let this get to me. It's literally not even, there's no nothing to get to me. But imagine it was more 
more like you suck or like mm-hmm. Jeff, I don't like you, you know? Yeah, yeah. Then I'd feel worse. So even though there is a lot of bad in social media, try to remember the good because it is probably one of man's finest inventions really to spread information. Yeah, I mean that I mean at the at this point like I I rarely engage on social media, but I am constantly using it to get information. Mm-hmm. And so like I use Twitter a lot, but I use it because there's like science Twitter. Right. And so like I'm keeping up with like research and like looking at like big names in the field like having back and forth on right. different topics and that's super cool and super interesting. Uh or in like different like social justice spheres like being able to like see these people like put effort into mm-hmm. Uh, like engaging with a larger audience about like very uh, like difficult or very like prescient topics uh, in the world today and like being able to like digest that. And I think that's a good, another really good thing about social media is that not every niche is toxic. Yeah. So you can find a niche that's not toxic, even though there's bad people everywhere you go, but academic Twitter and academic chatter for Twitter is very supportive and good i really like that realm of twitter but then there's the other realm like influencers for instance like i've been listening to clubhouse rooms just with influencers and it's like they they don't even think about the same things that us normal people think about (laughs) it's just all marketing and branding and it's crazy but it's very very different so these are these different niches one last thing actually i wanted to say which was about twitter was we tweeted about our jealousy episode and we read a paper, I talked about a paper in that episode about jealousy and TD monkeys, and it was from the Bales Lab, Karen Bales, and she tweeted back and was like, oh my gosh, thank you for the the SciComm science communication. That's uh, cool. And she tweeted about it, so that, I thought that was really cool. And that's like one of those moments where I was like, oh, cool, like, Brainy Days is out there, somebody knows yeah. that we're talking about them, and that's why social media is cool in some aspects. I think that'll that'll do it for the day. Yep. Start listening in more. We're going to drop some more brainy bits sprinkled in every now and then. Yeah. If you want just a quick little bite of neuroscience. <laughs> but in the meantime, I hope we made your rainy days a little brainy again today. Yeah. And uh, follow us on our social media. <laughs> yeah. But for real. So it's all on the Brainy Days Podcast website. So it's brainydayspodcast.com. But also the Instagram is at brainydays.podcast. Twitter brainy underscore days that's pretty much all we use right now yeah but it it would be a big help and we'd really appreciate it great that was a good conversation yeah Alrighty, we'll talk to you guys soon thank you for listening i'm jeff and i'm paul and this is brainy days (laughs) bye bye